Hello, welcome to the One Life Podcast. We talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things that we think can relate to you and your one life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined normally by our lead pastor and co-host of the podcast, Brett Nicholson, but he's not here this week. So we're going off the rails. We're doing something a little different. We're just bringing on some friends, getting to know them, hang out, <laughs> learn a little bit. I think it's going to be pretty fun to hang out. I have Chris Shadow in here and Jimmy Marshall. Chris Hello. is our Next Gen Director and uh, Jimmy is our... I'm something. What's your title? I, graphics and media designer? Yeah, I, I think, think I made that. Um, yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I should have known that. Okay. Uh, Jimmy and I work together pretty much every day. Chris has been part of the team here now. How long? Uh, just over two months. Over two months. Also, we taught yesterday uh, here at One Life Church. So fun. This past week. I, yes. And the second time you've taught here second in two time. months. I know. I know. You're it, basically it, taking over. It's I just, just when Brett's on vacation, he's That's like, true. ah. I've needed a vacation for a long time. <laughs> Let's hire this guy so I can leave. There you go. Oh, man. So I think today we'll just use a little bit of our time, one, uh, to talk a little bit about just you guys, get to know you a little bit better as people are listening in. Uh, if you're part of One Life Church, you'll get to know some of those staff a little bit more. If you're not a part of One Life Church, you'll get to maybe learn some things that someone who who is a part of a church staff, some of the things maybe that were surprising to you, some things you've learned being a part of a church staff, um, or for Chris, you've been on church staff for a long time yes longer than i've been alive 17 even. years <laughs> i'm only 16 for the crowd oh, man. it's not true <laughs> okay it's not true jimmy unfortunately is the guy that every time we we talk about like oh is this this relate to a younger crowd We're like jimmy you're young like <laughs> i'm uh, the, the resident baby on staff yeah so how old are you uh i don't want to talk about that okay. <laughs> he really doesn't okay it's fair enough i don't know uh i know how old jimmy is i won't tell it though this will never know it's okay okay Michael Jordan's number, right? Yeah, 23. Wow, this is my Michael Jordan year, everyone. This is your Michael Jordan year. <laughs> no one told me that, but now I, you know, I'm out deal. here. Um, okay, so Chris, yes. I want to start out getting to know a little bit more about Chris Shadowin. Chris, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about just yourself, kind of your journey before you were on staff here at One Life, but you know, you've been around uh, church communities for a while. I have, yeah. I, I grew up going to church. Uh, I like to say I grew up half Baptist, half Catholic. I was a cactus. But a cactus. <laughs> but it's not true. I, I didn't grow up at the Catholic Church. I was Southern Baptist for a while. But uh, Really? Yeah, I lived I lived in Cincinnati uh, for like nine months of my life. I don't remember that because it's nine months. But uh, but then I lived in North Carolina. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia for five years and in North Carolina for three. So every once in a while you hear my Southern accent come out. But I lived in Evansville for a long time. But yeah, grew up going to church. Um very involved in youth groups, uh, growing up, went to Crossroads. I think you've had yeah. Pastor Phil Heller on here. Absolutely. He, he, he was my high school pastor. Really? And, uh, married my wife and I. So, um, yeah, but I yeah grew up just in church world. And so um, went to college thinking I was going to be a computer game designer because I like to play video games. So I was like, ah, yes. I'll do that. So I spent one semester as a computer science major. And realized I like people and outdoors. <laughs> so, wow. uh, and so, complete opposite of that. <laughs> I know it was. I would be in the in. The, they called it the dungeon. It was like the lab in the basement, mm -hmm. uh, and I was in there like till midnight until they closed the lab down. I was in there with like senior people that were working on their programs, and I was working on like this, like a calculator program. It was like <laughs> the dumbest thing, and I'm like. I was getting help from these guys. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so, so I realized after that semester, like, Hey, maybe I should go into ministry. <laughs> you don't have to know. Of stuff. course. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So no, I, cause I did, I was, I wanted to, uh, middle school years for me were 
great time. Uh, and so it's really where I started to like own my faith and all this stuff. But I had a small group leader that was a cool guy, Dave Bondurant, shout out to him. Uh, but he, <laughs> he was an intern at Crossroads at the time. And so, um, I, I'm a very awkward, like, I think I'm a lot funnier than I am, especially in middle school. So no. I was, I was annoying. And so I just ended up being this annoying kid and he like was nice to me and taught me how to read the Bible and wow. play dodgeball and all this stuff with our friends. And so after that, I was like, I could like, when I got older, I was like, Hey, that was influential. So I could do that and help other people out. So that's why I wanted to do youth ministry. And you've been doing that in some form for how long now? Yeah. So I was a middle school youth pastor for 17 years. Oh my goodness. Gosh. At Bethel church. So, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was good. Crazy. The thing the, for, and, and Jimmy can talk about this too, but all three of us have spent time working with students in some mm -hmm. way and uh, middle school or high school students. When we say students, we mean middle school or high school. That's kind of the language we use at One Life. Um, and it is kind of interesting, like as you're talking about that, 17 years. So you've seen, you know, kids <laughs> in middle school and now are off doing all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I have some that I still kind of connect with and uh, one, she has like four kids now and married and it always just like, oh my gosh, it's so just it's a wild thing to see them not, they're not middle schoolers anymore, high they're, schoolers, they're now. They're old people. They're adults <laughs> they're old people. Things. They're 30 they're, now. They're over 23. And that's they're true. getting young, yeah, they're over 23. <laughs> I got that joke. Yeah. Got it. Um, but yeah, that's just a wild thing to kind of interact with and continue to see, so. But yeah, Chris, we're we're glad that you're we are here. Glad to hear, Chris. Hey, um, Jimmy glad to and I, here. especially because you know a lot of times throughout the week, there's people that are in and out, and uh, usually Jimmy and I are always consistently here, and, and usually someone else. And Chris has been here a lot too, so we've been hanging out. Good to know Chris. And, and I like you guys because you you guys I don't I don't make I don't say it in a mean way, but you guys like nerd culture, yeah. so. So we're we kind of hang out. That's true. We watch shows together. We watch shows together once in a while. Yeah. So. It's a fun place to be. It so is. It's a creative place to be. Jimmy, tell us just a little bit about you. Jimmy's been on staff now for just over a year. Just over a year. Um, and coming in it's into a... I've been alive. <laughs> wow. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> coming into a, a pretty unique role and opportunity to, as you know, One Life, we we uh, value artful creativity. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy was somebody that we saw a lot of talent in coming in and we're excited to uh, get to work with him and also has a background working with with students as well but that's true doing all of our creative work for the most part right now mm -hmm. yeah it's been a good time um kind of like chris i i kind of grew up in church but uh it was probably towards the end of high school when i really started taking my faith seriously kind of like he was saying actually happened in youth camp when i got saved so after that it it really was like kind of a complete 180 for my life mm. like it was i just saw immediate change overnight and i knew uh, you know, the things that I wanted to do before, I didn't want to do now, and the things I didn't want to do, I know I wanted to do now. So it was really cool to kind of see that um, that change happen to me. And then uh, I was uh, just involved at my local church. I was, uh, I'm from Mount Vernon. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had my local church there for a lot of years, like 12 years probably, which is more than half my life now that I think about it. Which, <laughs> sorry, guys. Man. Make everyone feel old. Uh, but so uh, I had that and then um, I met my now wife Malia and uh, I DM'd her on Twitter. Malia's not going to listen to this. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's how we met because uh, we live in the 21st century and I DM'd her on Twitter and uh, that started our relationship. And uh, so she went to a church in Evansville, uh, Bluegrass, and then I ended up going there uh, about half the time and then met with the, the youth pastor there. He was a really cool guy. 
and ended up helping out with the youth group and it turned into a summer internship. And then I actually ended up working over there for a little bit. Yeah. So that was a really cool time. Uh, like Chris was saying, the middle school age, that's when they're kind of weird and they're kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So they're definitely a special breed, but it was, it was, <laughs> that's why I, like, I feel like I didn't mature past that. So that's why I like that age group. It's exactly. just a fun group. Oh, totally. You, you get along uh, pretty well with them. So I did that. And then, uh, it was kind of just doing my thing there. Um, actually with the graphics and video and stuff like that, got into it in high school when I illegally downloaded Photoshop, like we all did to back me. in the day. So I'm incriminating myself right now. This, so this is, he's, he's, Security. uh, He's confessing yeah. right confessing. now. Yeah, if you I'm listen to Chris's message, mm. if you haven't, you can go to onelifechurch.org or find us on YouTube, search for One Life Church. You can listen to Chris's message yesterday, talked about confession. Shameless yeah. plug. Yeah, so, uh, That's what we do here. <laughs> so I started doing that and I just kind of fell in love with the Photoshop. And uh, YouTube was definitely my friend. I learned basically everything I know from YouTube, which is really cool that we live in a world where if you want to learn something, you can look it up on YouTube and just put years into it. And then you can get pretty good at something. And, uh, you know, just doing the youth group thing over there, doing graphics and videos and stuff. I wasn't really looking for a job. And uh, this job kind of, like, fell out of the sky. It was uh, Chad, our tech arts director, uh, reached out to me and because uh, he had a mutual friend that saw some of the video and graphic stuff I was doing, and he liked it. Cool. And that's how I'm working here now. What's funny is I actually had seen multiple of the things that you'd done uh, because Jimmy and I, Went to the same church. That is true. I forgot um, about this. Yeah, a long time ago. But time uh, ago. I, I was working with students, but you weren't quite in students yet. That's so true. I worked with... Um, you worked uh, with students when he was in elementary school? Man, yep. I, we feel, <laughs> I feel really old. I was a child. So, yeah. And, and so I do remember... I remember Jimmy, because if you've been around One Life, he's done one... I think at least one video... Uh, riding a unicycle. That's one of his many talents. That's true. Um, and I knew that, that mm -hmm. you were riding unicycles mm -hmm. then. Um, so, but I didn't really know you then. So, uh, but yeah, so it's interesting. So I had seen some of the creative things you'd done because I'm friends with your mom on Facebook. And, and yep. she would share all of your stuff. She's she very shares proud of you. all the stuff. And you did some teaching and I'm like, this stuff's really good. And uh, yeah, we ended up having great conversations and here Jimmy is and can't imagine working without him. So. It's very nice being here. Good job. Like I realized I didn't say anything about my family. I've been married. It's, you don't care about your family. Chris. It's okay. <laughs> 13 years, I think. I don't it's know. longer than I've been alive. <laughs> longer <laughs> than you've been alive. Uh, oh, seven. What's seven? 17. Uh, that's 13. 14. So uh, 14 years. Oh, sorry. Three Bad kids. Uh, one's adopted from China. She's great. Uh, and then What's I her have, name? Her name's Sunny. So I have Quincy. Who's 10. Sunny. Who's nine. And Shepard, who just turned four. My so man. He's... Okay. He's crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Quincy, she's one of my favorite people to hang out with on Sundays or whenever she's oh, in I here. Know. We have like some good combos. We were talking about art yesterday and she was telling me which one. She's like, ah, well, that one wouldn't fit. You know, I don't like th that color or this. It was great. I loved it so much. She's an artistic kid. Yeah. She, Quincy's a go-getter. She gets stuff down. She does. She helped with our baptism setup, and I was like, just doing more than like I'm standing here, like, what do I do? And she's like, I'll just pick this up and move it. So she's doing it, it's awesome. And Jimmy's just over there listening to that guy tell poetry to us. <laughs> oh that yeah, did yeah. Happen. that was that a lot of fun. A lot of poems. A lot of interesting things happen in church stuff. So actually, in our staff, um, we had a smaller staff meeting just this morning when we we're recording this, and. Um, just learning some of the things that happen at the campuses or the people that you interact with, like the stories that never really get like shared out because they're either really personal or, um, you know, maybe just things that just aren't the easiest to share uh, in a larger group setting, but to hear all the things of the church being the church in the community. It's a reminder, but even that is one of those moments where it's like spending time to listen to someone come up and tell some poetry in the park. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 
just walked up. All three of us were there. Yeah, I know. You start dumping poems, and Sarah and I slowly, like Sarah first, <laughs> and then I slowly backed away, and then Jimmy. Yeah, after like, poem seven, Chris is like, yeah. "Okay, I gotta get." Like, okay, you're getting like the I lasted probably poem ten or eleven. <laughs> yeah. Then he ran away. He ran away. Oh man, uh, Chris, how long have you been teaching? Because uh, you, you taught oh. here at One Life, uh, th- like I said, this past weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, and so I, I mean, really, I, I guess in '04 when I started uh, with middle school, because I. That's the good thing, I guess, and bad thing about being a youth pastor. You pretty much are teaching every week. And so so I taught a lot of like middle school students and then even like you do other, like because we have Wednesday night church too. And so I would teach Sunday and Wednesday. And I'm bad at like giving that off to other people. So I'm like for, <laughs> for like the first couple of years of ministry, I'm teaching like twice a week. Man. Uh, and so then eventually you learn to use volunteers and have people to help have a teaching team and stuff like that. So, uh, but as far as like teaching in big church, um, I don't really don't remember my first time was, I was probably a couple of years after I'd been at Bethel. They let me up there finally. And so no, I was a young kid. They did. Um, but it's, it's funny cause people that like knew me from back then. Cause I had somebody, uh, even when I taught here the first time, she came up. She's like, "I remember the first time you taught at Bethel, Aww. and you've gotten a lot better. Oh, you've gotten a lot better. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. So, but yeah, so it's I've been teaching quite a while. But even in college, though, I like took classes on public speaking because I knew I was going to probably do this. And I was uh, I did some improv comedy, which is also mm. helpful. Oh, for, that's a good time for speaking. So we may maybe do more of that in the future. We don't know. I I would love to I'm start down. an improv group. I'm down. You and Jimmy? I'll do it. For would you? Improv. I would do it. Wow, look at that. You guys heard it here on the One Life Podcast. <laughs> There's an improv group maybe starting. Um, anything just as, you know, Jimmy, you've been here a year. Mm-hmm. Um, anything just that surprised you or things you weren't, you know, coming on full-time staff? Because I know you'd worked at another church uh, kind of in a, a part-time capacity mm-hmm. and doing some things. And so you got to see some of that. But here at One Life, I'm... I think we do things a little bit differently than some other churches, even when it comes to evaluation and the amount of conversations and meetings that we're having and how much we're kind of in each other's lives. Yeah. Um, is any of those things that have come up you're like, wow, it surprised me and I'm glad that it happens this way or it's unique or anything like that pops up. The first thing that comes to my mind uh, is the evaluation thing. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, we here at One Life, we evaluate everything and you know, I'm like, okay, that that's a cool thing. But probably the weirdest thing for me was after we, so we do a recording of Brett, whoever is speaking their message as a backup on Thursdays mm-hmm. uh, for Sunday, just in case something goes wrong with the tech. Uh, but after that, we all come back, the, the staff who watched it, and we basically critique him and tell him <laughs> what we liked and what we did not like and what he can change and uh, all these things. So we evaluate the lead pastor's message and he takes that and he actually implements a lot of it into his messages. So I, I love the that we have, because when you have 10 or, uh, 10 or so people in a room together, there's so many different perspectives. And yeah. I've seen that there's so many different people with different backgrounds. So it's really helpful to have all these different perspectives and kind of use that to mold the message. So I love that we're able to do that here. And you get to speak into it just like everybody else. That's true. So. Can I, can I add something to that? Please, so, because no. that happened to you this past week. Yeah, so, yeah this, <laughs> yes. that was my second time speaking. But yeah, the first time, it was it's pretty intimidating because oh, I'm I like, oh, I like I have to. These people are going to tell me what is good and bad. <laughs> like, I'm just like, please don't make me redo the whole thing. So, um, but no, but after that first time, like now I'm like I look forward to it because it's something that 
helps me to shape the sermon mm-hmm. better. Totally. And it's, and it is good having like different perspectives and different people saying, cause this past time, one of the guys was like, Hey, um, this, you know, you're talking about this deep subject of confessing and stuff. And he said, you're just using Bible verses, but for somebody that's new, like, is there an outside source that you could use that would tie into that? And I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. And Sarah, you were like, Hey, you explained the Passover, but for people that have come to church for a long time, <laughs> I thought I explained it pretty well, but, uh, but no, but so, so to explain it in a way that like, cause yeah, one of the things at one life, we want to be very like conscious of the people that are here for the first time that maybe have never come into church. And so growing up in the church, it's easy for me to say, well, the Passover, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the death angel and yeah, the blood on the doors. Blood on the doorways. You know, and, they yeah. took the hyssop and rubbed blood on the door frames. You know, <laughs> that's not you weird know, that at all old, for people walking in a church. That old yarn. So it's like, <laughs> so for, yeah, to have no. people like that are thinking totally differently than me say, hey, try this or like, you know, explain this better or make this clear, that kind of thing. So yeah, it was very helpful. Good. And I had said this in our meeting and I thought you because I can't imagine, I've never taught in that kind of capacity, and maybe in in the idea of taking that and trying to add it in, yeah. it's got to be really hard, because especially if you've practiced and prepped, you kind of have in your head how you're going to say things, um, and then you were, I thought you added all the additions, the additions in really well. Good Thanks. job, Chris. And I, I would say it's not hard for me, because I, I don't I don't have word for word, because I know some some pastors put word for word mm-hmm. on yeah. their stuff, and so I set bullet points. So I just I just added a bullet point. You just add a bullet point. And <laughs> add a bullet point, and then I and then I just say stuff that comes in my head. <laughs> I got to be careful of that sometimes. But you sing like, a little bit too when you're up there. I do like to sing. That makes I'm a terrible know. singer. That's what makes it funnier. That is what makes it better. You know, like uh, we were watching. Was it uh, it was Groeschel, I think Craig Groeschel. Uh, he's the lead pastor of Life Church. A lot of people probably know who he is, but he he does this something I've noticed that tries to engage the screens really well. And he'll do something like, you know, say a word like, you know, Ephesus. All right, everyone say the word Ephesus and then get people to repeat it so it engages you. I think your singing does the same thing. It like engages people who are like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and then it just kind of resets your mind. So in a sense, I think it's it works really well for that. Did that guy just sing. <laughs> I sang up on the housetop this week. To be fair, after that, I think the the next week or the week after, Brett sang <laughs> briefly in his message. Oh, he, what did he sing? Silent Night. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my it's goodness, rubbing off on him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I mean, I know it's only been a month, but you've been in in you know church culture for a while. Anything you've been here is that the thing that maybe would surprise you? Maybe the same thing. Yeah. So, I. Yeah, the amount of meetings I think you said, yeah, yeah that that's been another one. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of meetings, but it's they're productive. So, but but I yeah, I'd say the the staff culture as far as like you said, we're kind of in each other's lives yeah. a lot, and so because there is like a, I feel like there's a more depth to working here. Like there's just been a lot of, I don't know. I mean, we work like most businesses, you don't like sit around like, how did you grow spiritually this week? Mm-hmm. What's a, what's a failure that you had that you learned from? Like, those are some of the questions we ask each other in staff meetings. Like, okay, so it's not just about like, Hey, you're getting your job done, but it's like, how are you growing spiritually and how you continue your walk with Jesus as far as like your daily life and things like that? How, how is family life? And so it's been cool to, to see that happen. And I feel like I'm part of the team. I've only been here a few two months now so i think so i love that so we have a like a staff you know text chat and uh, i feel like for a long time i would only be the per- person posting in it and i feel like lately it's been a little more active and i think chris has been a part of that so like you share videos of your kids sometimes which i love <laughs> do, you, do you remember what my first 
Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know if we could say it on here, but it's a beach ball, right? It was, it was a beach ball. Yeah. It was a beach ball emoji. Don't think it looked like a beach ball though to most of us. So, but it just depends on what kind of phone you have. It's true. We'll leave it at that. It's been a lot of fun having Chris here. Oh, man. It's been a lot of fun having him here. Um, yeah. Anything? I, let's see. As we kind of just talk, even about your message this past week, talking about confession. Um, in talking about hypocrisy, I mean, the title of your message was how to be a hypocrite, which was really, I thought engaging (laughs) and, um, relates uh, for Jimmy to be able to create something really cool for YouTube. Um, it relates to Jimmy. Um, but I, I guess even my question for you guys, even as we shift, I was just getting to know each other. Um, we talk about confession, I mean, you shared in your message. Again, you guys can go to onelifechurch.org. Uh, you can listen to the message, or you can search for One Life Church on YouTube. I highly recommend searching for YouTube because uh, we're growing there. It's exciting. We have uh, quite a few subscribers right now. Um, you have a group of, of people that you meet with. Yes. And, like, I don't know if I have, like, someone that I just consistently show up and, like, confess things. This is interesting to me. So, I, I mean, it really started back in middle school because uh, Dave Bondurant um, and some other leaders during my middle school years, we would, as middle school students, would sit around and have this list of things that we would, like, ask each other questions on. And the last one was always, have you lied to me? And so, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, and yeah, and you it lied was, to me. It was, and, and it was, it was no in, intense at times. We're like, oh, man, because I remember... Like, have you looked at anything inappropriate? There's always this kid like, I looked through National Geographic's this week. <laughs> like, it was just stuff that, like, we learned to, like, confess. And so as I got into high school, like, that group kind of continued on. And uh, a lot of those guys I'm still friends with somewhat today. I mean, we're not in the same tight group that we were back in middle school and high school. But, but when I got to college, I'm like, I need that in my life because I know my own tendencies. And I know that if I don't have somebody asking me tough questions – that I can easily get down a path that I don't want to go on. And so, so I just like surrounded myself with people like that in college. And then as I got out of college, I came back to Evansville and kind of sought that out as well. And so, um, but yeah, it, and it, I, as I said in the sermon, like it's not easy. Like it's not, it's never easy to like sit around and confess what you've done wrong to people like, ah, I'm a terrible person, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, in, in the book of James, he talks about just that healing process of confession, like out, outward confession, because yes, we can pray to the Lord and be like, ah, forgive me for this. But there's something about when I have to look somebody in the eye and be like, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And it's not just me saying that to get off my chest, but it's like, Hey, here's some scripture that, and here's how we can pray for that. And here's like, we'll ask each other's questions. Even during the week, we text each other just to kind of. Oh, really? Yeah. So I got one today. Like, we'll send scripture and different things and all that during the week. So. I think what is really unique, too, about how you shared that is that I think I've heard maybe similar conversations or messages on that, but it feels like it can come off super harsh, right? You know, it can come off as like, you have to do this or this, this, and this. And I feel like what you're so good at is you you took a really tough topic and shared it with a lot of compassion, but also a lot of challenge. I mean, and, and I think it's a pretty unique thing to be able to do because, you know, as we, we think of, you know, uh, teaching I've been under in the past and or even just listened to online and things that uh, at one point in my life, I would have been like, oh, I love that style of teaching, it would have been like in your face. And I'm like, I don't think that is going to connect with yeah. people in the same way that it maybe it did uh, years ago. So I think that's what's it's interesting is being able to take a tough topic like that and have compassion and still share it because it's an important thing. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, going along with that. Yeah. It definitely felt like 
we were on the same team trying to fight a common problem rather than you're telling me all the things that I need to do and why my life is so wrong. So I, I think kind of <laughs> kind of building that you hypocrite. Yeah. You hypocrite. Yeah, you didn't you didn't yell at me like that. Uh, but yeah, I just because uh, I've heard stuff like that in the past, kind of like Sarah was talking about. But um, it's definitely interesting because I don't think you see a lot of that today. You you see it, just because it's easier to okay, I confess my sins to God. I you know maybe I share it with my closest friend. But having a group of people that you're actually accountable to every week to tell those things, yeah. uh, I think it's a whole lot less common nowadays. Well, and the hypocrisy piece, I, it, we never want to be hypocrites or be known as that, but it's when it slowly, when something is in our life that we know that shouldn't be there and we just let it keep building yep. and we keep hiding it, then it becomes this thing that's not good. And we know, we know it's in the back of our mind, okay, we know this isn't good, but we pray about it, we read scripture about it, we do all this stuff, but there's something about when we confess it that brings it to the light that really... I guess gives it, it takes away the power of it. There's almost like this power that it has over us. And even people that have been through crazy stuff, like they're, they don't want to admit it because they're afraid of the implications of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we always go to those worst places of like, I'm going to lose my friends and family and job and marriage, like all this stuff. And then really like there's actually healing in that. I don't, I don't think I shared this story, but there's a friend of mine that had some crazy stuff that he like hadn't told anybody. And this was, we were, oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Hit the mic. Uh, but I mean, we were probably in our 20s when we were talking about some stuff. And finally, he's like, hey, I need to tell you some stuff. And it took him like probably 30 minutes to like tell me that like it was just something that he had wrestled with forever. And so, but after he told it, like he was, he was able to get healing after that. Like he went to start going to therapy or counseling and like just his whole life turned around after that moment. But he had been like carrying this burden for by 15 years that he hadn't like told anybody. And so, so there's just something about like, cause he was like, I was worried that I was going to lose you as a friend, like mm -hmm. all this stuff. But he's like, but that like allowed him to start getting healing and all this stuff. And so it, it is, there's a healing process, but there, the enemy doesn't want us to start on that road because it's going to be, it's a difficult road, but it, it, there's freedom in it. And I think a lot of times as followers of Jesus, we don't live in that freedom because we're afraid mm -hmm. like to expose that stuff to the light. And so, it's not easy, but it's a, I feel like it's necessary. So. Yeah. Well, uh, kind of what I was thinking when you said that is it, it, it's funny. Um, I, I think sometimes in our head, there's never really the right time to, unless you have something like that, never really the right time to confess something. Right. Because, you know, if it starts small, like you were talking about, you're like, okay, this isn't that big of a problem. It's small, but then it starts to get bigger and bigger. And then it gets to the point where, okay, if I do tell someone, then there's going to be a lot of ramifications behind this. Yeah. So then it became from not a problem to, okay, now this is such a problem. I don't want to tell anyone. So there's never that sweet spot of, okay, I should <laughs> yeah. probably stop this now and tell someone. So just, ha just having that every week, do you think that that kind of stopped things from getting bigger? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's, if I'm confessing it every week, like it's like, Oh, this is out there. And I mean, one of the things I'll, I'll talk about, um, just my anger. I, I do have anger problems at times. You did punch me once. <laughs> yeah, you deserved it. No, um, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, and I would say it's more towards my children. Just like my, I, I have a really long fuse, but that last little part burns really <laughs> quick. And so like, oh, no. so like, so I'll, something that I should approach it like maybe a five, I might come in at a 10 because mm -hmm. I've just allowed all this stuff all day to like just fester. And then I just ah, blow up. Um, but 
I, I have seen like over even the past couple of years, just like how that's become less and less and how I start to deal with it better. Now, do I still get mad? Even Sunday night after that, like that <laughs> night, I'm like, ah, I've had such a busy day. And I'm like, you know, I was teaching about hypocrisy. I preached today. Get it back. <laughs> like, so it's that kind of thing. Like, and I'm like, okay, I need to stop. And then like, even, I don't think I texted those guys or anything, but just there's those things that, yeah, that, because you confess every week, mm -hmm. it doesn't allow things to grow. And then, and you don't have secrets in your life. Like there's something freeing about that. You're like, I'm not, I'm not hiding anything from anybody. So, hmm. um, but I did have a friend text me. I don't know what, how much time we have, but oh, he, he was asking after the sermon, he's like, Hey, he's like, what if two people murder somebody? He's like, cause he's like, how do you define a secret? I was like, well, like if somebody doesn't know something. He's there like, you but if you both murder somebody, then you both know. I was like, well, Okay, I, he's a perfect he's, crime. He's a very deep thinker, this guy. Uh, so he's trying always, to find a loophole. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what if I do this? And so it's like, don't murder. No, but it, it's something that we actually like tell somebody to get healing from. Like, it's mm -hmm. not, it's like, oh, this person knows I do this. And so, like, we just kind of keep that secret. But it's like, okay, how do you, how are you helping me in that? And so, so when you have the, if the two of you murdered somebody or whatever, <laughs> like, you go, you guys are murdered. no, but if you go to talk to somebody about, I've had some dreams lately. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> They're just dreams. But I woke up, my feet were muddy. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, but no. So, so yeah, we in, don't condone murder on this podcast or at this church. Just so we're clear. Go ahead. Yet, um, no. <laughs> if you had, had yet to anything, it, it makes it no. a lot funnier. Uh, but but anyway, so yeah, so it, it's not just you and because sometimes like we confess something to somebody and it's like, okay, now I know that secret of theirs or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's like, how are you helping each other through that? How are you growing closer to the Lord through that? Like, how are you seeking freedom from the, that sin that kind of entangles us so easily at times? And even as you're talking about, and Jimmy said this, that like, there's never the right time. And people are afraid that like your friend saying, Oh, I thought I was going to lose you as a friend. Uh, I was actually reading something a couple weeks ago um, on Instagram, and, and I'm really fascinated to understand better. Um, it's a term that's kind of been going around. Some people don't like it. I don't think Brett likes it, but um, it's ex-evangelical, right? Have you heard this, Ooh. people talking about being ex-evangelical, like no. someone who grew up in church and it mm -hmm. kind of like walked away and said, you know, I, I thought I couldn't because I was going to lose my community. So a lot of what you hear, um, and then they realized that they could find community in other places. And we see a lot of the next generation, I think, doing that, exploring um, their view of the world, not inside of a Christian worldview, but outside of it, because they grew up in one that maybe made them feel like um, they couldn't share the things, they couldn't confess them, because if they did, they'd just be in trouble. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that, like, as you're saying that, it's like, there isn't the right time, but yet you're saying there's, it's always the right time. Yeah. Um, and so what kind of coaching would you give someone who's listening to a, a confession? I mean, because obviously there's some things that someone's going to share with you and you'd be like, I'm not equipped to handle that, but thank you for sharing with me. Let's, you know, maybe find some, some space to get some, get some other help. Yeah. What, one of our like trainings from, I think it was from orange. They talked about like, if, especially like if students confess something to you, cause that happens. I mean, you guys in the youth yep, ministry pretty world. Frequently. Yeah. And you're like, but they said, um, remain calm. Like they said, mm -hmm. like on the inside, you can be screaming as loud as you yeah. want, but like, don't be like, what? you did one. like don't do that and, I, and that's i mean for my kids like it's hard i i need to remember that for my kids as well because yeah. i want them to tell me stuff but i and i i don't want them to just get in trouble right away but it's like okay how do we work through this but there's also consequences to your actions and so i'd say yeah the first thing is just remain remain calm and say like oh uh, thank you for sharing that with me because i think 
yeah, I had a friend one time that said, you know, somebody shared something with him, one of his kids, and he's like, what? And it was like silent for too long. And so <laughs> it was like, it, yeah, they said, oh, I should have just said, thank you for sharing that with me. And I kind of, so that there's at least something that you've said, because it is like, there is stuff that is still shocking. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't believe you did that or this happened or whatever. And so, so just saying, hey, thank you for sharing that. And then, and then just saying, well, what, like, even asking them like, why did you share that with me? Like, what, like, what are you hoping to happen? Like, and, and then helping them walk through that because it, usually, I mean, there's, there's usually shame and guilt, especially around sin. And like our culture, a lot of times now is like, Oh, you don't have to have shame for anything. Live, do whatever you want. But there, we still have it. We still have this shame and guilt. And so to, to help them walk through that and say, you know what, everybody, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, Romans three twenty three. But thank uh, you, Chris. <laughs> I gotta put the Bible in here somewhere. No, uh, but it's that idea of like we we walk through that with them and like letting them know like, hey, I'm gonna help you through this. And so so then then asking them those questions afterward, like, hey, how are you doing with this? And just letting them know that you're still there and a part of that, and that they're not out of the community, but helping them walk through that together. So yeah, I just was thinking about that as you were talking about because it's like, man, it's such an interesting. Like as we look for ways to, as we we talk about the next generation at One Life a lot, and I think in some ways we're we're moving in that direction, and in other ways we're like we don't even know who the next next generation is sometimes, or how yeah. to talk to them because what they're experiencing is so different than our experience because we always see things from a Christian worldview, um, and it's hard, especially when people are saying, "Well, I did, but I didn't like that, so now I'm going to this one." Um, I think even some of those first things, if we can create a, a safe space for people yeah. to confess those, I think it creates community in a way that is real and unique to what maybe a non-Christian worldview would show. So I oh, just thought it was interesting. And I learned that on this podcast. So good job. No, guys. Yeah, Thank totally. You. I think that's super helpful because, uh, and as you were, uh, you were talking about it, cause obviously you were talking about confessing your own sins, but I do think it takes a special type of person that is kind of trained like that to be that safe person for someone. Yeah. Be- and you can't just go around confessing all of your deep, dark secrets to anyone. Oh, man. But I, I do think it shows a, a certain level of care uh, when you're able to just take that and remain calm. Because it was actually, I think it was a TikTok I watched where it wasn't even a Christian context, but it, he was talking about, uh, you know, with your wife or whatever, let her be at her worst and then be like, okay, all that, I accept all that and I'm going to love you anyway. Like, you, you can't scare me in a sense. So mm-hmm. you can be having your absolute worst day. You can tell me all your deepest, darkest secrets, but I'm not going to break this tie with you. So having that kind of connection, I think that that builds a level of trust there mm-hmm. Yeah, because they believe they can come, with, come to you with anything and then you're not going to just break off the connection. And, and I think that's, that was one of the important things with the guys that I, like we have our accountability because... I asked them like, Hey, I'm going to ask you some tough questions. Like I need, Oh, I need you to ask me tough questions. And if, if you want me to do that for you as well, I will, but I need you to ask me these things. And so, um, will you do that? And so I, I kind of initiated that conversation of like, will you do this for me? And I had a couple guys that turned me down and like, I'm not going to do that. So like, okay, thank you. I mean, but at least they were honest about it. So it wasn't yeah. me just going to random people like, Hey, I need to confess this to you. That'd be a little weird. Thing. But the 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 group confession, I've been a part of that because I, I went to Taylor University and there was like a weird chapel where like at the end, these people got up they're like, we feel like the Lord's telling us to confess today. And so it's like, if you have something you want to confess. Oh, I've seen that. And people were like saying crazy Coming stuff. Coming up to the microphone. Yeah, and, and you're like, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, like that's why I have these the small group of guys that I do this that's with because this is really awkward right now. Like, did I forget this is broadcasted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turn the cameras on. Web. Oh man, guys, um, this has been really fun. Like I like being able to just chat and hang out. This podcast has always been about being able to just talk to each other, learn from each other. Um, and hopefully if you're listening here that you're still with us, that, um, it's, it's let you know a little bit about, you know, some of the staff here at One Life Church and all, hopefully I think too, learn some things about confession. So, um, Chris, thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Jimmy, you did a great job. Excellent. I know you were you. unsure about coming on the podcast and here you are. I did a great job. <laughs> great job. I think we should do this again. I, I think we should kick Brett off more often. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you're not listening to this, Brett. I'm for it. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the One Life Podcast again. Um, we talked about um, confession. We talked about Chris's message. <laughs> He's dancing to the music right now. You guys can't see it. It's amazing. Um, but again, you can find that search for One Life Church on YouTube. Uh, you can find the One Life icon on there. You'll know it's us. Uh, you can find that on the current series or this week at One Life. Or also, you can go to onelifechurch.org. We'd love to uh, just hear from you. Make sure if, if you're still with us right now, we'd love to hear uh, some feedback from you. You can email us at one uh, podcast at onelifechurch.org org, or just you know, get, leave us a comment wherever you're listening and like and let us know that you're there we'd love to know uh thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you again next time <laughs>